What? Hell yes, mate. <laughs> Welcome back, boys. We back. I'm spiking. I'm sorry. I'm just saying we back. We are back. We are back. We're back with a vengeance. Uh, two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. Let's go. Amen. Yeah. Hey, let's start out first things first. This is our first podcast of the new year. Yeah. Dude. So that's number one. Yes, sir. Number two, I wanted to start out talking about uh, the best part of the new year was getting to hang out with my boys at Tony's wedding. Thank you for the invite, Tony. Uh, my heart is still so big. Your wedding was the yes, best Dude, wedding was a I have blast. ever been to in my entire <laughs> life. And I've been to a lot of doozies, man. That that was it was so well done. I can't even do it. And Mackenzie's freaking dad uh was cooler than your entire wedding. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was the he was the showstopper. Yeah. He was awesome. No, that was yeah. I, Congratulations, what, what's brother. What's crazy is it goes by so fast. And even like being in the events game and and doing events all the time, you think that it would be... Uh, Keep talking. Keep talking. I just feel like it, it went by so so freaking fast, man. I, 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 uh, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it, it all worked out amazingly, but man... That shit went by so fast. And there's so many people you get pulled around talking to the whole time, which is awesome. But man, it's hard to keep track of it, it all. It's tough. Yeah, They're Dane caught me at like 3 a.m. and I was just like, "Give me some pizza and some water." <laughs> and I was down. down and count. I was meanwhile getting fucking torn. Oh yeah, up. same. I had. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Dude, it was it was an issue. We were drinking all night, oh, all yeah. day, all day, and then we get there, and you know, Mackenzie's dad gets up there and starts just waxing poetic in, oh, in so front good. of everybody for like oh so good five ten minutes, and then fucking Mackenzie gets up there. Uh, Mackenzie's what uh, uh, they do the best sister, man in the yeah. uh, and the yeah her sister uh, oh, they do the best man in the, uh, in the maid of honor speech. And then, fucking Mackenzie's friend, who's a bridesmaid, but not a, not like in the wedding otherwise, uh, not in the wedding otherwise, started uh, doing her thing, and uh, started doing her. Will you guys stop making fucking hand gestures at each other? We haven't seen each other in a long time. <laughs> True, primal mating ritual. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, yeah. So she gets up there and starts talking, and then she sits down. And the DJ's like, anybody else? And both Mackenzie and Tony both look at me with like the, get the fuck up there and say something, you dipshit. Like, it's like, God damn it. Now, I, now I've been forced into talking in front of a bunch of people. Which is normally your forte, but. Uh, I've been drinking for so yeah. long. Dude, I've been drinking for so long. At that point, I was like, I'm going to say some dumb shit. I'm going to say some real dumb shit. All right. I, I Tony Mackenzie. Tony, like, I, I don't remember what I said either. I just vamped for like, I don't know, a minute, two minutes. I, oh I, no! Ooh, ooh, I do remember how you started it. <laughs> Wait, maybe I don't maybe remember I do. that much, man. Trust me. <laughs> my, well, let's uh, not remind you. My, uh, my, I think my when I talked during the wedding was better than my reception, which is I said that I'm about to read a, a, uh, a an excerpt from the Al- Alchemist, which is one of Mackenzie's favorite books, and I assume mm-hmm. if 
Tony knew how to read, it'd be one of his. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Like the adrenaline, I think, like takes over, and I don't remember. It's just kind of like all blurs together. Well, all I remember is you giving me a worried look because somebody else on their side had spoken, and is like, "We got to make it even." You like just looked at me, and you're like, "Like <laughs> fuck, okay, I'll get like just put arms up, like what, dude? <laughs> what you got, Dave? Dude, you're making me look bad up here. Fuck." So yeah, I had to go no, up. No, I, I sounded like garbage. I the I actually had a video of it. I'm just like, hey, thank you so much for everybody coming out tonight. I know no, like, you give you give speeches for your yeah. job. Yeah, I was I'm like, like, damn, I hope his speeches don't sound like yeah. this when he's working. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> it sounded all good on paper, and there's a couple little uh, hiccups that happen, but everybody loves us, and we love you. Have a good day. Yeah, I uh, I sat at a table with a group of people that were all from McKinsey's side, and they all wanted me to tell them stories about you. <laughs> and I was like, you're yeah, like, you know, Tony's a really good guy. And um, you're like, tune into the, co- the, tune into the podcast. There, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I was trying to avoid. I was like, yeah, well, no, nobody you, wants that. Have you guys, uh, you, you nobody guys, wants to they're like, to they're us. like, you're the, you're the one who does the podcast with Tony. What's it about? And I was like, you know, all kinds lots of stuff. Of stuff. We yeah. drink whiskey and, uh, and then I talked to your boss. Oh yeah. So he's how'd the, that go over on he's Monday? He's the guy. Oh, I don't know. He's he's awesome. I love him, dude. He's, I'm just messing. Awesome. He was he was really cool. Him yeah, and his we wife, they we were just cool. traveled together for a solid chunk. Like we were together all the time for like a straight nine days, and it was awesome. Yeah, he was. Uh, I had no idea who I was talking to, and then um, oh, who was it? It was um, um, your boy that we went out with. Um, at Chopsticks that one night, he was there with all your Carl. Carl, 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 Carl goes, "Hey, just so you know, that's Dean there. That's uh, Tony's boss." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Oh, is it really?" Whoops! So, oh no, he's he's super cool. Yeah, they were really cool people. Yeah. Really, really great people. No, it was, and, it was uh, a blast, man. It was it went by quick, but it was it was we crushed it. Yeah, and the bar downstairs was so full of people, it was uh, it was impossible to move. It was really cool, man. Really, really cool. Yeah, everybody keeps telling us about the the circular ceremony, how like how different and unique with that was. It was that awesome. Was, that was the idea. So, um, yeah, very, very good. Good times, man. Yeah, you fucking killed it, dude. You, f- I finally went to a wedding that was better than my own because <laughs> my wedding was fucking a party. I don't know, and dude. There wasn't any tropical showers there. We have a tropical shower. Oh yeah, there was, there was a, a there was a shower, tropical shower at my wedding. <laughs> But that wasn't like a part of it wasn't like and now no, the bride and groom like, are gonna take I their tropical it, shower. I was, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like I spotted it early in the day and I was like, I'm coming back to this motherfucker. <laughs> and you and you did. And I did. That's right. Dude, I uh so I I've been I just came back from Chicago. Mm. Shy town. Shy town. And uh I went with a, a buddy of ours, Colin. What's up, Colin, if you listen? Uh shout out to Colin. Uh and we Got there. We had a seven o'clock flight. We show up at uh, six o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's apparently there was a storm the night before in Chicago. So we get there at six for the flight at seven seven fourteen or whatever, and uh, we get in there like ah, we got time. I mean, like there's nobody in the uh, in the airport. It was so sleepy, mainly because most people aren't booking flights because of the fucking government shutdown. Mm-hmm. So it's super quiet. We get in there, breeze right through security. We're like, all right, let's go get a 
let's go get a screwdriver, start this day off right, or a Greyhound or whatever, you know? So we get a couple of drinks in us, get some breakfast, and we go in, and they're like, yeah, it's been delayed to 8.50. I'm like, fuck. So let's go back and have another drink. So we go back, have a couple more, a uh, couple more Greyhounds, and then uh, 8.50 comes, it's been pushed back to one. Mm. We're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Well, I guess we'll have another couple of drinks. So <laughs> we switched to beer at that point. So we had a few beers. Uh, then one o'clock comes around. Uh, we had gone, gotten lunch, gone, gotten another beer. So now we're at like four or five drinks. Mm-hmm. We go to get on the flight. They board us. Uh, we sit, wait. They deboard us. They need to delay again. Oh, man. Now it's going to be three o'clock or 2.50. Oh, so we go out. And we're like, all right, we can get a drink. So we... Go and we decide to hit a different bar on the other side of the concourse. We're gonna go to the other concourse. So we like we go across and we walk and we uh, uh, get to this bar and we sit down and there is the most earnest like veterinary student ever sitting to my right. So we sit down at this bar and it's got like one of those cold tops on it with the ice top, so you can mm-hmm. sit and sit your beer on it and whatever. So we sit down and we're like just. I mean, at this point, we both have a pretty heavy buzz, and we're going, oh, man. Yeah, wait till you get up in the air. Yeah, no, I go, this <laughs> this fucking sucks, man. He's like, I know, dude. So we started talking about a, uh, talk, started talking about a fucking uh, uh, hunting trip that a couple of the other buddies went on, and uh, they they had they had shot an, a duck and I was like, dude, I am so over bird hunting as like a means of eating. Like, I'll go because it's fun to, like, hang out with your buddies and shoot guns and stuff. But if I never ate another duck or <laughs> pheasant, it would be too soon. That shit is gamey, and, you get, and you're <laughs> chewing on BBs all the time. Uh. It's awful. And uh, as we're talking, this woman, like, just leans over my shoulder. So it's like I'm sitting at the bar. He's sitting to my left. To my right, this woman just, like, kind of leans in. She's young. She's like, hi. I, I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> She's like... Oh, you know, nothing. My name's Andrea or whatever her name was. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah. She's like, where are you guys going? I'm like, Chicago. She's like, oh, man, I heard there was a storm there. We're like, yeah. And then <laughs> Ooh, she's... Ooh, the Windy City, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like so earnest. She's like, oh, we, yeah, oh, man. Gee willikers. And so we're like sitting in silence, and I'm just like looking at her in silence for a second. <laughs> and she's like, I was just in um, uh, Winthorpe, Oregon. You ever been to Winthorpe? And I was like, no. She's like, well, it's, it's down... It's like... Down in, in the middle of nowhere, there's the lar- second largest cheetah sanctuary, sanctuary in the world there. And I went and I held a baby cheetah. And I was oh, like, that's, that's awesome. It's like, how did you, why, why did you do that? She's like, well, I'm a veterinary student and I'm in Col- from Colorado. And I came here on an uh, in- externship, <laughs> as I called it. Because <laughs> it's not an internship because I don't know. She gave some stupid uh, reason why. So she gets paid. Yeah, probably. So she goes down there. And she like does all this this sort of stuff. She starts talking about uh, animals, and at this point, the booze is hitting. So I'm like, I, I'm starting <laughs> to slow down a bit as she's talking to us. And Colin goes, "Well, you know what I'm all about is this." And he just he's been on his phone while this girl's been talking my ear off, and he just shows her this photo of this African gang member. Holding a holding a hyena, a muzzled hyena by a chain, like absolute animal cruelty. Uh-huh. Like in like Senegal, they have these like you know get, you've seen. Jesus, the, he's like this is what I'm about, and he shows her, and she and instead of being insulted, which is 100 percent the thing you should be when somebody goes, I'm all about this. She goes, is that a pet hyena? <laughs> <laughs> 
He goes, yeah, yeah, I'd be tight. And she goes, a, a hyena would make a terrible pet. <laughs> and he's like, why? That'd be awesome. Nobody would get all my, oh, any of my shit. And, took and the I, bait. Yeah, no. So he, she just, no, I didn't even take the bait. Like, she didn't he even didn't, see the bait, dude. She, she, just, she's like, just, she just went a hard line like, a hyena would make a terrible pet. Here are the reasons why. They pee on everything. They mark all sorts <laughs> of stuff. They would chew on all of your things. They would attack you if they got the chance. They're not a, a, a domesticated animal. They are a wild animal. I go, well, we, and, and I go, <laughs> at this point, I'm like thinking to myself like, oh, man, you are not getting this. So I was like, well, what about a cheetah? I'd love to have a cheetah as a pet. She goes, cheetahs are even worse. <laughs> cheetahs scratch everything. They, they would scratch up all of your stuff. It would scratch you. It would probably bite you. And if it ever got out, you'd never get it again because it's the fastest land animal, uh, land mammal uh, in, the, in the world. It goes 55 miles an hour. I go, I don't believe you. <laughs> she goes, no, I promise. I have proof. I go, well, what about a gorilla? Could I have a gorilla as a pet? She goes, a gorilla would make a terrible pet. <laughs> so at this point, it's like three o'clock. So we're like, oh, shit, we got to go. Anyways, have a fun time, whatever you're doing, autistic veterinarian lady. And we head back to the, the plane, get on the plane. And at this point, it has been nine hours in the Portland airport. But we couldn't go home because they just kept pushing it back an hour at a time. Mm-hmm. So we get up into the up into the air, and they start with a drink cart like right away. <laughs> and they come walking up and they're going, they go, "What are you guys having?" And I was like, "I'll take a whiskey ginger." And Colin agrees; he wants a whiskey ginger. And I go, "Hey, could you make mine a double? It's been a long day." And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." So she just hands us each two airplane shooters of Jack Daniels and a can of ginger ale apiece, and uh, take off. So we, you know, start drinking. Um, I stole my daughter's Wii, or not Wii, uh, her Switch. I stole it from her um, be- the night before we left. So I had that set up, and we were playing Mario Kart against each other. And they come walking by again, like, do you guys need anything else? I was like, yeah, can I get another whiskey? And she goes, do you need ginger ale? And I was like, no. <laughs> so, so then she hands us each two more, uh, another bottle of whiskey apiece. So then uh, we drink those, and they come by again like an hour later, and they're like, do you guys need anything? It's like a a four-and-a-half-hour flight. She's like, do you need anything else? I was like, i got to take another whiskey. You know, it's been a real long day. She's like, yeah, okay. And I keep waiting for somebody to come by with the the, the card reader, whatever, to pay for it. They never come up. They never come by. It, like, gets dark as we're in in flight. It's been like three hours. Uh, I've had four whiskeys. Uh, And... Then they come by with complimentary wine service. They go, hey, do you guys want a glass of wine? What the fuck? So we were the first and only flight to get out that this plane was taking that day. But they originally had like an entire itinerary of flights they had to move. So they have a bunch of alcohol (laughs) on the plane that is, you know, at this point. Freebies. Freebies. So they give us each a, a glass of wine. And we've been drinking since six in the morning. So we just cheers the wine and slug it like a shot. She's coming back by. I go, hey, do you have any more of that wine? <laughs> it's been a long day. She goes, she goes, guys. And she leans in. And she goes, if I keep serving you, are you guys going to get irate on, on me? Like, irate? You are my favorite person on the planet right now. I'm just looking for another glass of wine. So she goes, okay, no problem. Hold on. I'll be right back. So she leaves. And so she takes off towards the front of the plane doing whatever she's doing. Colin gets up. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. So he gets up and goes to the bathroom. He comes back with four more airplane bottles of wine. Okay. That's <laughs> phenomenal. And Sounds I go, amazing. I go, where'd you get those? He goes, dude, I, I used your line, bro. I, I just walked by. There were two 
flight attendants sitting in the jump seats in the back by the toilets. And I went, hey, do you think I could have another couple of glasses of wine? It's been a really long day. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no problem. And they just handed me four, four <laughs> bottles of wine. God damn it. So then, <laughs> so then the lady starts coming back from the front. The other, oh, the other wow. flight attendant. I go, oh shit, the lady's coming back. She's got our wine. Sure enough, a, a little mini wa- airplane bottle of wine in each hand as she's walking back towards us. So he like puts them down between his feet and lowers his, uh, his, his like tray table. <laughs> and she walks over and she goes, here you boys go. Now behave. And we're like, sure thing. Crack. Guzzle. S- second one. Guzzle. Third. Guzzle. Oh so my now, God. So we now land. We now land uh, in Chicago in O'Hare. And it's... Uh, we are now 21 drinks in. And we were supposed to get there at like 7, but it's 11 o'clock. So I'm getting a phone call from my buddy who lives in Chicago. And he's like, I'm on the L. Where you at? I was like, what do you mean where am I at? And he's like, we're hanging out. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to get a cup of coffee if I'm going to keep keep going. So I go to... Uh, so we go to this like coffee shop that's like right down the down from the, the hotel we were staying at, and because uh, we were right downtown, Hotel Chicago is this dope ass like, you know, the, have you ever heard of the corn cob buildings in Chicago? No. Anyway, they're these like unique, uh, uniquely architectured buildings. Uh, so we were staying there. Uh, so we go downstairs, get ourselves a cup of coffee, and then meet at this ping pong bar down in uh, uh, down like four blocks away it's like 15 degrees outside and i'm outside in a t-shirt and a thin jacket because i am so uh i have a liquor coat on you're you're being summoned by mm. <laughs> so he's like i've got liquor coat on so we get to this uh we get to this fucking ping pong bar and uh there is a terrible fucking liquor that they sell in uh chicago called malort now, Malort is a dandelion liquor, and it tastes like fucking hot garbage, and nobody likes it, but they drink it in Chicago because Chicago is uh, a backwards-ass, uh, you know, middle-of-the-country town. So we get in fucking there. dandelions? Yeah, dandelion liquor. So we drink this dandelion liquor. I walk into the bathroom, immediately vomit, come back out to Jesus. Colin going, dude, I'm sorry I bought you that dandelion liquor. Here is a uh, whiskey on the on the rocks. So I drink this whiskey on the rocks. We leave the ping pong bar after cooking. having just thrown up. Yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. Great. Oh, dude, yep. I'm boot and rally dog. Yeah, no so now we go to this other bar that's like it ends up being directly underneath the uh, hotel. It's this other bar, uh, and they're having like some sort of corporate event. And so we're we sit down, and it's just the four. It's Steve, his girl, and Colin and I, and we're sitting there. And the the uh, bartender slash waitress comes up, and she's like, "Hi, we're having a private event." And Colin goes, "It's been a really long day. Do you mind if we just like sit in the corner and you know get something?" She goes, "You know that'd be all right. I guess I guess that'd be." What all are you right. gonna say to that? You're gonna say no. <laughs> well, they're having a private event. The whole yeah, thing, the whole bar like, closed. You guys aren't like homeless, like. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Come we're, on, lady. So, but I mean, it's her job to say. She's saying, "Come on, lady!" Like she you went. Just, they just pull that shit. Like, uh, like I love you, man. He's like, he's like, "What's your name, Brenda?" That's my mother's name. 
<laughs> and she's like, oh, really? He's like, I don't know, was it? And she just walks <laughs> off. Like, she's like, oh. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we're sitting there, and she comes back by, and she's like, what are you guys having? And I was like, I want a whiskey, but could you put it in a tall glass like with, with some soda? She's like, sure thing, sure thing, no problem. Everyone else orders their drinks. I'm thinking she's giving me a normal whiskey pour and a bunch of soda oh, no. so I can do that. Oh, no, 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 day. sir. It's been a long day. I get an eight-ounce glass of whiskey mm-hmm. with a splash of soda in it. And so I drink that. And uh, then things start to get a little hazy. Uh, and I wake up the next morning, which is the what is the NFC and AFC championships mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that day. Uh, Colin and I did not leave our hotel room the entire day. We ordered a we ordered a Chicago style pizza and they delivered it to the the hotel Ooh. elevator for us. <laughs> is that is that super good? Uh yeah, it's really fucking good. It's not a pizza. It's like a lasagna. It's a, it's a fuck. It's not even a lasagna. It's a fucking soup. It's a fucking calzone. It's a fucking soup, dude. It's a fucking it's, guy right, so check, with some fucking. So check it. Here's how they do it, man. Thing. Here's how they do it. They they fucking roll out their pizza dough, right? They put all of their toppings on it. Their cheese, uh, their pepperoni, no marinara sauce. None of that shit. They put all that stuff in. Then they fold the edges in with mm-hmm. the stuff with the with the stuff uh, like stuffing in Sounds it. Sounds sexual, like, right? And then they fold that up and so suck. it becomes a bowl. Yes. And then they just fill that shit with marinara sauce and throw it in the oven. Sauce it up, there, saucy. Yeah, dude. It was. <laughs> it was buck wild. That sounds bomb, dude. Dude, it was really good. It was really good. Speaking of, have you guys ever been to Dove VV? No, dude. You made that name up. That's a fucking that's no, a no. Dove VV. No, that's a pizza experience in in uh, Portland. Dove VV is it better than p- a it's pizza? Cornmeal crust. Cornmeal is a bomb. It's really good. Hmm. How bomb? How bomb are we talking here? It's it's delicious. I don't even eat pizza that much. Like I know everybody loves pizza. I love tacos and cheeseburgers, but pizza is like my lower like. That, that's like that's a know? couple of echelons down. Yeah, but. Mm. Uh, this place is really bomb. It's cornmeal crust. They have all like local ingredients. They make all kinds. They put like corn on the pizza and you can get a thing where like, it's just like a chef special. If you don't know what you want to want, if you don't know what you want to get. They'll give you six slices of just whatever they want to give you. Like the slices of the day. And it's fucking fire, dude. It's really good. All right. Check it out. Hmm. Sponsored by Dove ABV. Dove ABV. Dude, that's our. Uh, We're gonna have sponsors one day. Yeah, it's gonna be some big shit. That's I right. can't wait. Anyways, I, I have more. To, I have more to talk about. That <laughs> Dane, was just Dane a wants to get back to a story. That's part. A that's part, right. A. part right. A. Part A. Part A. I, I just chapter have to. Two. Chapter two. The first day. That was actually the preface. Well, no, chapter two. We, we didn't do much. Sunday, we just like I said, I didn't move like at all on Sunday. I I went down to pick up this pizza, and that's about it. But Monday. We go out and uh, we have, we don't have training. We don't have this like, this commitment, this work commitment till Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're there Saturday through uh, Wednesday. So Monday, we have nothing to do. We are no longer incredibly hungover. So we go walking around, but it is fucking 10 degrees in Chicago. It is freeze your face. It is you can't breathe in through your nose because your brain fucking hurts the moment the uh this it, I mean it's a level of cold I've never experienced before. Midwest cold is 
by far the coldest cold that exists in America. It was so fucking cold. That's why they got all those turnaround doors, dude. That's exactly. And then, you know, not only that, they all have storm doors, too. Mm-hmm. That, that trap that heat in between. Mm-hmm. The, oh, dude, it was ridiculous. It was fucking ridiculous. So we get up and we go walking around. We go to the Miracle Mile, where it's all the high-end shops. We go walking down. We're, like, thinking of something to do. We're just killing time at this point. We go to this Irish bar, and the Blazers are playing Monday night. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to go watch the Blazers. I, but it's a fucking local game. I mean, it's not a nationally televised game. I'm in Chicago. Nobody's going to play it. So I meet the uh, meet the Irish bartender. And I was like, you guys got, because uh, it was like right across the street from our hotel. I was like, you guys got a, a, a league pass? And they go, no. I go, where would I watch a league pass game? And they're like, oh, like four blocks away. There's a place called Mother Hubbard's. You can't miss it. It's got a big sign. It's uh, It's got like 57 TVs. So I'm thinking of something like, you know, like a Buffalo Wild Wings or like Charlie's where yes. there's just tons of fucking yeah. televisions, right? We go walking. Finally, comes time. We've had a few few more beers, a couple of coffees. It comes time to go watch the Blazers. We go walking down, turn the corner. I see the Mother Hubbard's. It's great. Walking towards it. Go inside. Like this guy stops us at the door. We give our, we give our IDs, blah, blah, blah. Go inside. I walk in. It is a hood-ass bar and it's got a hood-ass bartender gang tattoos from the front from like the middle of his forehead all the way wrapping around the side of his face he's got three initials tattooed in be, in between his his eyes and he's got like t- uh, uh tears tattooed down the side of his other side of his face on his cheek and he's jacked as hell and it's just me calling him and the bouncer who we just passed through to get into this place who's also a big giant black guy so it's the four of us in here and I and you know, I don't want to act like I'm terrified, right? Because I this is like a <laughs> like a, a definitely a hood ass bar, and so I go. He's like, y'all fuck with Yelp. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he goes, "What's up, man? My name's Tay." I was like, "Dude, are you playing the Blazer game tonight?" And he's like, "I think I can play the Blazer game for you." I was like, "Dope." So we sit down. And we get fucking absolutely hammered. Uh, and then, I mean, the rest of the night, I mean, the rest of the week was all drinking. It was, it was a lot of fun, but it was also incredibly wild. You need to watch what you're doing there, Joe. Yeah, I guess so. I can't get that fucked up on airplanes, man. Oh, dude, I, had, I still have, uh, I got fucking uh, uh, vertigo. Yeah. I got vertigo from that, from that experience. Like my, my shit, like I'll be standing there and suddenly it's just like, woo, my head feels like it weighs Dude. a fucking 15 pounds for like a second and a half. That's I had crazy. one, I had one misstep on uh, getting drunk on an airplane and I'll never do it again. Like I still think about it when I, if I have a drink or a couple of drinks or something, I, I think about it cause I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't want to do that again. I, uh, I got super blacked out. I was in Vegas and I was supposed to be there three days and on the last day, we're like, hey, maybe we'll stay an extra day. And so I took that as like, hey, let's get all wasted like early in the morning. Our flight was at 1 at 10 a.m. I started just getting chicken wings and drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks and then found out from my ex who was looking at the flights and all that stuff that there was no way that we could stay an extra day. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to like try to drink a bunch of water and try to like not be as drunk as I am when we go to the airport. 
Well, didn't work out. So instead, well. my mind was like, "All right, let's just keep drinking. We'll rally through this." <laughs> and then I got to th- I got through all the security and stuff. Man, and after I'm my like, own heart. All right, I'm gonna eat a bunch of goldfish because that'll help out. Oh, so I ate a bunch of goldfish and drank some more and got on the plane. I think like with a beer somehow or something. And it's Vegas. There are no rules. It, I was on Spirit when Spirit first came out, and you're like already crammed in. It's like jankety ass seats and stuff. So I get on the plane. I, I I'm in the middle seat. I I sit down and I just pass out. And I'm hoping that I'm just gonna wake up in Portland. But I wake up like right before we're gonna land. I throw up all over my lap. <laughs> <laughs> my and oh man, it's it's the worst case scenario. Like I was so sad, dude. I could have <laughs> I could have like cried. Dude, flying flying Spirit <laughs> Airlines. Is like it's like call, throwing it's like, next to you. <laughs> it's like calling an Uber, and then you get in the car, and you look around, and you're like, "How the fuck did this guy get approved for mm-hmm. Uber? What is up with this yeah. car? Everything's yeah. made of plastic." I'm like, "Move it!" Like things are like wiggling back and forth. It's like the uh, fucking documentary, uh, the, the the fire <laughs> documentary. They had the the private mm-hmm. plane, which was just a commercial plane that they had bought and. Uh, written Horrible. fire on the side of it Horrible. and this guy's like well if anything happens i'm just going to jump out the window and he like takes the casing of the fucking airplane <laughs> window and just pulls it right off the side of the oh man this secondhand secondhand airplane yeah. bullshit so delta uh, retires it and, hmm. and spirit buys it for a brand new one my so, best my yeah. best plane story i had was when i was in high school and uh, a buddy of mine had made a batch of weed brownies and we were supposed to go on this choir tour down to San Diego, and we had to get on a flight to take it down to San Diego. Yeah, I'd never been on an airplane before. Number one, number two, I'd never. Wait, what eaten, time? At what? At what? How old? This was you? midday. I was sixteen. Damn. So, and I'd never eaten. Never, never rode a plane. I never rode a plane, and I'd never eaten weed before. Mm. And apparently, he decided to make them extra potent, which I thought that, at the time was a great idea. Well, there's fucking no measurement. How, exactly, yeah. dude. Fucking he took an ounce. Weed. He took an ounce of weed and made the butter out of this ounce of weed, and then you know those little like maybe like eight by eight dishes that you make brownies in. Whole thing. He used that whole ounce to make this. Yelch. small batch and then he cut it into four squares because there was four of us and each square was about this oh, big no. which is I, for those of you that can't see they're so like, it's smaller than a bread box but larger yeah. than that thing that's sitting yeah. next to you big enough to so, fucking kill a cat so we yeah, you know absolutely. i take it and i'm and i'm pissed because i'd never eaten weed before so i'm just like dude this is man yeah mm. i you thought you told the, me this was gonna the get the me correct words which were Man, these edibles ain't even this working. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing. Like 10, 15, 20 minutes go by. I'm like, dude, this this is this is dumb, man. I'm Ooh. you know what? I'm gonna go down to the cafeteria, I'm gonna get myself some food, and then you know, by the time I'm done eating, hopefully we'll be out of here. So I go to the cafeteria, I get myself a <laughs> chicken witch sandwich. If you know, you ever eaten a chicken witch before, and I'm I'm up and I'm in the choir room it's like and a I'm cheap McChicken, and I, which and is I'm hard like, to do because yeah. those are like a dollar. Yeah. So I go into the choir room and every you know there's a bunch of people in there because we're all getting ready to leave here pretty soon and I put my sandwich down and I'm like looking around the room like I can't believe I let those guys talk me into doing this and I take a bite of my sandwich and instantly after I take a bite of the sandwich and I look up it was like (laughs) and I looked around and I immediately was like everybody's gonna know that I'm high I need to go somewhere right now because everybody's gonna know that I'm high so I go into this back practice room where there's nobody there and I just start playing piano I'm just like playing piano playing piano playing (laughs) piano 
And then I'm like, I, and then I don't hear anybody. And I'm like, what the hell? They, oh my God, they left without me. Oh, did you get, you got home alone? So, dude, hold on. Just you hold on. Kevin McAllister. I go walking out and I see, I see the choir teacher is just sitting in his office and I'm like, did they leave without me? Did they leave without me? And he's like, Joe, we don't have to leave for another like 40 minutes. And I was like, oh. Like I thought, like all this time had gone yeah, I got by. Lost in Beethoven, so, fucking so at, the, at the time, oh man, you said fucking Phantom of the Opera, my, just <laughs> fucking high as hell in the back oh, room, dude. And so my mom had given me this book to read that was by some, it was by a Christian author, and it was about like um, being free at last, you know. And so I brought this book. <laughs> whoa, with me whoa, whoa, to read. Hold whoa! Hold on, just let me finish. <laughs> whoa! So, wait a minute. Wait so, a minute. Wait a you're minute. You're a wizard. <laughs> so, <laughs> about being free at last. Free at last. So I have this book with me, and I'm, you know, and I'm running around the halls of the school just being obnoxious. That's great that the Christians co-opted that and term. My, <laughs> by the way, and my buddies are like trying to corral me to get me into the van. Uh, to go with them and I'm start reading this book and my buddy's mom who's driving us to the airport is Mormon and I'm reading this book in the back I just start cracking up I'm like <laughs> Jesus said he's <laughs> just reading a line and just cracking up we get to the airport and at this point I've completely lost all sense of where I'm at <laughs> I have no idea where yes. I'm at I'm just waiting in line I'm just going through life at this point my three buddies who also had had the brownies had walked in together and we came at different times and their eyes are just bright red. They won't even look at me. They won't <laughs> even, we can't look at each other because we all start busting up laughing. We're I wouldn't look at you either. Out of, out of our minds. That's scary. I just got done eating. I go and my friend uh, Jamie, she takes me over to uh, McDonald's or not McDonald's, Wendy's and I ordered just a ton of Wendy's. Fast forward, we get on the plane. I've never been in a plane before, and I'm like freaking out because <laughs> I don't know where I'm at, really. I have no idea. And all so you've Jamie's, seen is scary movies. Jamie's sitting next to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm freaking Some out. Some final destination I'm shit. I'm freaking out. I don't know what. I, I'm so freaking out. I just, and so they like they get you buckled in and everything, and they're like taking you Wait, through the Wait, they get flight. you buckled? Did they buckle well, you no, in I mean, for you? you? you get buckled. <laughs> you know, no. So they're pulling down the air mask the, and shit. The flight starts taking off and you know how it kind of puts you back in your seat a little bit. The most reference I ever had to go off of was that I was on a roller coaster. And so I threw my hands up in the air <laughs> and I went, Woo! and then I passed out <laughs> and then I woke up in San Diego Dang. and my choir teacher walked up to me and <laughs> he goes, Joe, I don't want you getting high on this trip. <laughs> and I was like, and I was still so very high. And <laughs> yeah, dude, you I, ate for like a quarter for ounce like a week. day, dude. For like a day, I was and so and I go, I go, Mr. Peter, I didn't, I didn't smoke any weed at all. And he was like, Joe, your <laughs> eyes are redder than the devil's dick right now. <laughs> you, I don't want Christian? you. Sm was he a Christian no, too? Or was he no. mocking you? No. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, I don't want you smoking weed on this trip. I said, Mr. Peter, I can promise you that I didn't smoke anything before I came here. Because <laughs> I did not. You're like, and your last name means dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also gay. So, you know, yeah. there you go. So that was my crazy story. Damn. That's the best one I got. I thought I was on a roller coaster. And I thought that they were going to throw me off mid-flight if they found out I was high. I don't know how that became a thing. But yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you, do weird you do weird shit when you're... Uh, 
when you're high as hell. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like the worst fucking thing on the planet. I don't think I could ever think of something worse than being out of my mind like like the way I get high, like being high in, on in a confined space with like just nowhere to go. Dude, it would that'd be that that I'd have been I'd have I would have caused a plane to land. <laughs> they would have landed dude, the plane. Dude, we we took a bus to Whistler when I was uh I think I was a senior. I think this is a senior trip. I went my junior and senior year. Right, cuz you went a, you went a year that I also went and because yeah. we were in the same at the same hotel, even yeah. though we went to different high schools, fantastic. And our school Continue. got kicked out forever. Basically, like they said, they like never will you ever come back. And <laughs> so what they do, what they do yes. when you go to Canada is they I don't know if they do this anymore, but they you're on this like you know one of those big Raz buses or whatever. They stop like a mile or two before the the border. And they're like, and they take you out to this wooded spot. And they're like, everybody has anything on them at all. Like, I'm not fucking around. Get it out of the bus. Like, no jokes. Dogs will be on this bus in a mile. So throw away. And people are just hucking pipes and weed and coke and all kinds of stuff. Mushrooms, whatever. So we're all just like, okay. But uh, two of my buddies had hid a bunch of weed up inside the light in the bus that was like duct taped and wrapped and four bags and whatever and figured out some way to make it airproof, mm. whatever. Uh, and so we go through the security thing. They pull us off, off the bus. No dogs come on, but like it's pretty intense. And they take us through. And then we buy a bunch of weed and alcohol right when we get to Whistler anyway. And it's just a full fucking shit fest. Like we just got blacked out all the time. The full time we're there, just, just people like naked, cutting their feet like on glass and shit in the hot tub, like broken TVs, things being like people's windows being broken. Oh, we're like man. chucking ice, ice, uh, snowballs at their window. Like just all kinds of really bad stuff happen. So on the way, so we were getting ready to leave and they're like, okay, well, we're leaving. So there's no fucking weed or alcohol or anything on the bus at all. Like don't fuck around. Like the, the this chaperones are like, you guys are never coming back here again. So make sure you make it home. And so we had a shit ton of weed. So we like <laughs> built this device to like hold all this weed that we had to smoke it in one big, huge bong that we, I don't know how this all happened, but I'm like, all right, let's go. So we smoke as much weed as we can before we get on this bus. And I am so high. Like I had a subway sandwich in my hand. I don't even know if I made it with all my stuff on the bus. I just sat down and was just like, I feel like I'm going to die, but I'm hopefully going to eat this sandwich and just pass out. So mm. I eat the sandwich, pass out, and I'm talking to this girl. I'm super high. This random girl that's next to me. I'm just like, hey, what are you up to? Like, whatever. And then I wake up. I just pass out super hard, and I wake up, and everybody's laughing and kind of like smirking at me and like giving this weird look, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and so I look over, and I start talking to the girl, and it's nighttime now, and there's like, you know, there's like lights going by on the, on the window. And she's kind of laughing too. And I look over and I get a reflection of myself and I've got dicks all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got like with Sharpie, just like two oh, dicks going here, one oh, dick going in the middle of my no. face. And I am so fucking angry, dude. I'm oh, just, yeah. I just flip out. I just oh, start yeah. punching that's... everybody that's around me. I just like punch like three of my friends in the face, one dude in the dick, just fucking start punching everybody. <laughs> it's like flying fists. 
And everybody's like, what the fuck? I like bust this guy's nose open and fucking punch this dude in the thigh and fucking punch his friend in the face. I don't care. Like whoever fucking did that, Mm -hmm. I'm like pissed at. Like go in the bathroom and I'm trying to like use a little water thing, you know, like you push down (laughs) and there's no water coming out. So I just get like hand sanitizer and soap and start scrubbing my face, like raw face, like trying to get any water out. And I come out with just like a bunch of smeared dicks in my face. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just so fucking angry. I'm like, I swear to God, dude, the next person that laughs, I just sit there the whole time for the next like hour with like clenched fists. I was like, dude, next person that laughs me, I swear to God, I'm going to punch in your fucking mouth. (laughs) That's a good one. Anyway. Dude, my story. (laughs) I basically beat up all my friends on the way home. <laughs> dicks all over my face. That's ridiculous. They I, deserved it though. They did. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a that's a, I mean that's not with for Sharpie, a high school for a high school with like you know, about a high school. Dude, if like, I saw one of those dudes right bullshit. now and he laughed about it, I'd sock him in his mouth right now. I, <laughs> I, I all I remember about the Whistler trip is we broke a chair in uh, our hotel room and uh so we went and bought glue. Oh. And we fucking glued it back together. <laughs> And, but it was like, I mean, we broke we broke the shit out of it. So we like glued in like all these different places and like put took two belts like and like wrapped and two belts around oh, it yeah. and like intersected two belts to tighten it up and just sat it there. And then we just and we broke it on like the first night. It's like a three night trip. So the first night we like pushed it in and like or the second you know second night we pushed in. We're like nobody sit in the belt chair. You don't get to sit in the belt chair. And uh, it held. But I'm, I guarantee the next person that sat down in that chair shattered the shit out of it because <laughs> we took the belts off and it like kind of creaked a bit as oh, we. I was like, oh, "That's the best." Just gently set it back into place. When we were, we they did the same thing. They're like, "No drugs can come into Canada. They will bring dogs on to the bus. Mm. <laughs> no drugs. We're going to stop outside of Olympia, Washington, <laughs> at a rest stop. We will be there." For 15 minutes, no drugs. That drug can is come. full of fucking drugs. That forest is full of drugs. <laughs> no drugs can come in. So we, they get us off and we just get into, I don't know, probably 12 smoking circles and everyone just starts smoking weed and they're just <laughs> passing everything they have. This guy's like, I rolled six blunts. <laughs> so he's got all these blunts he rolled for the trip. It was like, I mean, People I don't cross smoke. blunts and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, shit. they're like just handing things out. They're like, smoke this, smoke this. Like they just don't want it to go to waste at this mm. point. And then this guy goes, "I just tuck mine up behind my nutsack. They ain't, <laughs> gonna, find, <laughs> they ain't gonna find it." And then he hid in the bathroom, and they brought dogs on our bus. We didn't get off the bus. They just brought a dog to walk down and walk back. Every, I bet the smell of weed was so <laughs> powerful. That dog was tripping. Like, the fuck doesn't out. know like what exactly to look for. Cause we were all high. Everybody was high. We, the whole bus, all three, we had like two or three buses, uh, Portland public school buses. We, uh, the Portland public schools, RAS transportation, whatever. Uh, we smoked so much, like they, everyone was just keyed out of their mind. I, I, wo- I woke up for them to go, hey, the dogs are go- coming on. And I go, okay. And I fell back asleep and I woke up again and we were like, in Vancouver. And I was like, dope. And then, and then, <laughs> and then we fucking went on into Whistler and my buddy Whistler's had, fun, man. dude, my buddy had a, uh, his brother's ID and they looked a lot alike and he had an ID that said he was 19. So we walked in and... I gave. I was supposed to go. You have to buy your lift tickets when you're there, right? I spent 
all of my money on liquor. I didn't even, I went snowboarding once that whole trip. The rest of the time I spent boozing. It was, we bought, and it, we filled this, uh, this shopping cart full of liquor and we walked it back to the hotel room. We did. We took it out of the out of the <laughs> out of the town square because they have this like nice little town square there. We walked it out of the town square, and we fucking dragged it up this hill to the back of this hotel, where on the second floor a group of girls were staying in the corner room. And then we packed down all. We took all of our snowboarding shovels and we packed down this like hill that was like just powdered snow that you could just like dive into. Right. We packed it down and then dragged this thing out behind like the hill. And then we spent the next 45 minutes fire lining bottles of liquor up into the, up into this room. It was the most insane thing. Uh, I mean, it was, Dude, it was it's fun, man. We should go back there. We should go do a fucking podcast up in Whistler. Uh, another fun fact for you youngsters out there. When you're high and you get stuck in the snow when you're snowboarding, it fucking sucks. Oh yeah, dude. It's you, it your sucks energy is like anywhere. so zapped. And you're so tired and you don't want to get out. You just you just want to lay there. Mm-hmm. It's not good. That's how people die, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of a fucking good time, man, I went to Nashville last week. Oh yeah. And my favorite holy city. Holy. You been to Nashville? Shit. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking hoedown. Like mm-hmm. Did you hit the strip? For real. Did you hit the strip? Yeah, man. Did you see J.D. Simo? I don't know who that is. Oh, he's a guitar player. Oh. There's so many people. I mean, oh, everybody's Every bar player. you walk yeah, into everybody's is the an most amazing, amazing musician. Singer. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's fun. It's not like, uh, I wouldn't go on a, like, hey, let's go to Nashville for a week. But like, hey, for like a weekend... If it was closer, holy shit, I'd go there all the time. It's amazing. It's pretty fucking it's fun. Like, it's like country. I've never been there, but it's like country Las Vegas, right? A little bit. Dude, yeah, so you, there's no gambling there, which I'm I'm happy there wasn't because I would have definitely been in some gambling. Like the, the way that, that you start feeling, you're like, oh shit, I'm feeling good. Like the, like you walk into any bar, there's no cover at all. There's always live bands in every single bar and everybody's mm-hmm. really, really talented. And you eat the best fried chicken you've ever fucking had in your life. Like the best, the the best fried chicken. Isn't that where Nashville hot is or whatever? Yeah, hot we, chicken. I went to hot a couple chicken. places, man. Like uh, Hattie B's is, is. Is that? I heard that's the that's the mm-hmm. spot, Hattie B's. I was like euphoric from it. I just yeah. kept eating and eating and eating, and I couldn't stop. And then I felt like shit the next day. And you just, I mean, you just, it's just like you, know, you keep drinking and eating, and mm-hmm. there's more music, and you just keep going and going and going, and then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I was dying, dude. I'd go. I, I went to this little juice bar. There's an urban juice bar there that had like little smoothies and little juice shots. I was going there every single day that I was there just to like survive because it was so fun. Yeah, dude. I went to this place called the Protein Bar in Chicago uh, that Monday morning, and it is the best. They're they're only in Washington D.C., like Brooklyn, and then in uh, Chicago. It's like a, a chain, but it's like a. Uh, you, you walk in and you can order online and they just put orders on shelves with names on them. So you just walk in, grab your thing and go. But they have like protein smoothies and then like steak and egg bowls for mm-hmm. breakfast. Dude, I would open one of those. You'd make a killing in like 
Washington Square or somewhere yeah. like dude they were so, it was so good they have keto coffee I had like four keto coffees <laughs> with the MCT oil um, yeah stuff. MCT oil dude, everybody thinks that like traveling for work is like fun until you do it and it like it kicks your ass because you're just like in you're just you you get wiped out from not knowing where to go like you're you're like adrenaline you're just like it, it, you're like in interpreting so much information and trying to understand shit so often that you're just like holy fuck and then you're in another time zone you got like a big event coming on you're like all stressed out and shit you're like i'm fucking dying dude like give me some fucking give me a smoothie please like give me <laughs> anything give me water please mm. Like I just I don't know, man. I'm I got I got a lot of traveling coming up this year and I'm fucking not not ready. I'm not ready for mm. it. I go out back on Monday. Mm. San Francisco to Philly to New York. God, I want that life. Yeah, but it's not like you're like mm. up in the air like day like, hey, I'm off some more whiskey and shit. Like I'm like, oh I gotta I gotta fucking do some work on the airplane and then I'm talking to this guy that's sitting next to me that's trying to tell me all about his family trip and shit, and I'm just like I'm not going to be a dick, but I guess I'm going to put my headphones in. I got to cut this off somewhere. Otherwise, we're going to be talking the whole fucking flight. This kid that was sitting next to my boss on the flight, dude, I thought everybody's going to fucking, I thought like the whole plane was going to jump this fool. He is just, I don't know. He's a unique fella. I don't know what his deal is, but he, we all landed in Portland after coming back from, we were in uh, Nashville to Denver, from Denver to Portland and as soon as we land you know how everybody stands up and like stretches out a little bit well they're not doing that to like I think people misinterpret that they're not doing that to fucking get up and try to like force their way some douchebags try to do that shit and they fucking sneak past everybody most people just want to stretch their legs after a five hour fucking flight or whatever it is for real and this kid is like I I hear like you know just kind of silence or whatever and then he goes man Everybody that just, I can't believe everybody just stands up like that. It's, that's so stupid. <laughs> and I look at, and he's like, he's like one, he's across the aisle and one row back and my boss is sitting next to him. Yeah. And I look at my boss and my boss is like shaking his head like this motherfucker. Cause he, his, his head, my, my boss's phone died or his iPad died halfway through. And the guy started just chatting his fucking head off about that, um, that peaches song from the, uh, the presidency of the United Millions States. Millions of peaches. Yeah. Which is not, not a subject starter. Like it's not a conversation starter. I mean, like what? Like what? what do you think this the song is about? Um, he said. He said, "Hey, do you know? Have you heard of this song?" And he showed him, and he was playing it on his iPhone. Uh-huh. And my boss is like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Man, I just can't get enough of this song." He's oh, like, boy. "I swear." He goes, "Even if I was like driving on the road and I got in a car accident and my fucking head went through the window and I was like dying, I would still be laughing if I heard that song." That's the From first, 1996? Dude, yeah, well, <laughs> and this kid's like, he's like 21. Oh, geez. And my boss is not, is like 37 or something. And so he's like, just looks at him and just doesn't say anything and just like looks back straight and like is trying to do something <laughs> else other than like talk to this kid. So then we land and the first thing this guy says to everybody who's silent, it says, wow, look at these, all these people are fucking stupid for standing up like that. And then the lady next to me, like across the aisle, just like turns around. She's like, actually, I've been sitting for like five hours. I've been traveling all day and my butt's actually kind of asleep right now. So I'm just stretching a little bit. And most of us are. He's like, oh, I know. Like, I just, 
you know, I stood up too, so I guess I'm dumb. And he just like starts this other conversation with himself about like this whole other annoying shit. And, I, and then her husband was like, would you, how old are you? Did you say you're in college? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm a sophomore in college. He's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He's like, I think you should just stop talking. <laughs> and I'm like looking, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so amazing. I hope these guys break out in a full fucking fight and just beat the shit out of this kid. That didn't happen. I have a, uh... Well, I've been speaking of songs that you're trying to figure out lyrics to. I I re-listened to. I've, I'm a big fan of Fleet Foxes. I don't know if you ever heard of them before. Mm. They have this song called Winter White Hymnal, which is like one of my favorite songs they do. But I hadn't heard it in years, and it came up on my Spotify, and I was like, God, I forgot how much I like this song. And I started listening to the lyrics. I'm like, this is completely like nonsensical, but it's such a great song. Anyways, you guys never heard it before, so you know what's the point in bringing it up. But it's the li- the, the lyrics are, are it's straight. Cool segue, Joe. Well, they say, uh, what is it? It's uh, I was following the pack, all swallowed in their coats, with scarves of red tied round their throats, uh, with scarves of red tied round their throats. And there you and there and there you go. And Michael, you would fall and watch the white snow turn red as strawberries in the summertime. And that's all the lyrics to the mm. whole song. And I still, I'm like, none of that makes any sense to me. All I can think of is like little foxes getting their heads lopped off or like floating heads on a red scarf. I don't know. They're a bunch of Anyways. red hats following Trump. Could be. Ooh. A bunch of magas. They, they predicted it. It was a premonition. It was. How about the fact that all they're all claiming success now that the government's now that Trump finally started the government God back up. It, I'm so sorry. I, did I, hate, I, I didn't mean to do that, you guys. I'm I, sorry. I just, you know, I have a friend of mine who is like, mm, you know, oh, look at Trump got it all back going again. And it's just like, I don't know how, like, think, you know, how funny the it cognitive is. cognitive dissonance. Dude, it's so crazy because we went 35 days in the shutdown. The Republicans were in control of both houses but yeah. when it started. Then you're going to try to pass blame on the Democrats. And then after all of that is said and done, and it's all over, and we've been fighting this whole time to uh, to yeah. reopen the government, and now all of a sudden s- some things are happening, so now magically we can just reopen it. It's like, well, wait a second. We just did that whole thing for nothing because you could have passed this 35 days ago and saved us all this whole nonsense over your stupid wall. And, you know, I don't know, man. I, you know, say what you will about the wall, not having the wall, whatever. Um, in the grand scheme of things, um, this whole mess about shutting the government down um, has just been par for the course for the last two years. I don't, I don't know what else to say, man. That was just a test to see if he could get away with it. Because if, if anything doesn't go as planned, he's going to continue to do that. And it's it's bullshit. Like he he could just throw a fit and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking take away people's livelihood for the mm-hmm. next fucking three weeks, or whatever it is." And he can do that with anything. Yep. And blame it on the Democrats, blame it on whatever. But he's really just like, I mean, that's just showing his power. It mm-hmm. just comes down to like martial law shit because it's like, oh, I'm just gonna take away people's curfew. Like, oh, nobody can go outside now for the next you know three weeks after this time. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite that bad, but uh, but oh, it's, it's a test, it's, man. It's the same it's fucking a test idea. of the emergency broadcast it's, system. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. It is bullshit. I, I mean, agree. I hope somebody fucking shits in his cheeseburger or fucking pisses in his diet coke. Mm-hmm. One of the twelve that he drinks every day. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just hope heart. Been, I just hope heart failure hits him. Like I don't think he has a heart, dude. He's the he's <sighs> he's aged the least out of any president in the history. No, it's because he wears so much fucking makeup. It's because he doesn't do it. Well, and work. it's also because he doesn't give awesome. a fuck. He doesn't have a fucking soul. Yeah, there's no no stress that you know. Oh, we got to kill two hundred people over here. All right, no problem. He what reminds anyway? me exactly like that guy from the fire festival. He's a fucking sociopath. sociopath. He's a yeah. sociopath. Yeah. It's no, the, the fire festival thing is very interesting. It actually made me. I was telling Dane this earlier. It, it made me feel actually real, like relieved a little bit because I put on those big events, but I've never put on a thirty-five million dollar event. And I've never fucking fucked up so bad, mm. and I've never lied to people so bad. Like the the events I put on can get up to like five hundred thousand dollars, and it's really fucking stressful. You get up on stage, you're like, "Good evening, hey!" But dude, can you imagine fucking that up? Or fucking uh, up times. No. I mean, yeah. Anyway, dude, that's it's it's so wild. It's so wild that have you seen it? The documentary? No, dude. I've been watching a lot of good shit lately. A lot of well, a lot of creepy stuff, but a lot of good, good, good Netflix stuff. Yeah, I watched the Ted Bundy uh, documentary. Did you watch that? Nope. Is it good? It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know that much about Ted Bundy. Uh, he like, lived in like Washington, didn't he? Like right yeah. up, right yeah, around. Yeah, he went to, he went <laughs> right to UW. Yeah, and uh, he murdered the shit out of a lot of women, mm-hmm. and he got away with it for a long time. And he escaped. He like jumped Prison. out of a courtroom yeah. window, mm-hmm. and like he was crazy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it was really it was a good documentary. I mean, it's it's creepy. I I, I watch a lot of creepy shit, like but it was that. it was good. That one's good. Um, that show, You. Did you guys watch that? Nope. Uh-uh. That one's really good too. I heard good things. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Dexter, where like the main character is the fucking the scary, like killer sociopath motherfucker, but it's good. I, that's that's a good one. Um, I finally watched Bird Box. Bird Box is okay. Yeah, I Box thought it was pretty right. intense, man. It I is, mean, but there's a lot of bad acting in it, and true. like, and there's a lot of things that like even people from the outside be like, "Oh, I would have changed a lot of shit about that." But it was, it was okay. It was worth. I watching. mean, first of all, if somebody's been alive for a month and they come knocking on your door, don't let those motherfuckers in. Yeah, it's right. been a fucking month. Right. It's a month. It's been a month, and you cannot look. So you think this person has been walking into homes and surviving for a fucking right. month? It's definitely like a good. Um, I understanding of like how people work in small groups when they're in, in emergency situations for a long time. You know what I mean? Like if we were trapped in this house right now, Oh, you and me would be making out after the, we'd be like, we'd be cool (laughs) for a little bit. And then we'd like be hungry and then like shit would get real. And Mm -hmm. then like one of us want to go outside and then you're like, don't go outside. And then it just shit happens, Mm -hmm. dude. It's fucked up. There's no way that like all three of us would just be like chill the whole time, like boarding up the windows and like, hey, we can make our own food and we just like <laughs> use these little plants or whatever. Just <laughs> eat Joe's we can cat. rip up the floorboards and eat them. It's yeah, there's probably good soil under there. We'll <laughs> use one of these lights to make a little. Uh, second, second thing I want to say about Bird Box. So this guy gets crazy, right? The crazy guy that let into the house. Mm-hmm. And he and he shows the the audience that he's crazy by neatly laying all the photos, all the pictures that he's drawn. Mm-hmm. Like he's like. Ah, they're like, don't let him in. He's crazy. Don't let him in. He's crazy. He's not crazy. We're letting him in. I'm letting him in. We let him in. And then he like gently like walks over and sits his like folder (laughs) down and opens it up and like puts out all of the evidence of the fact that he's fucking crazy as hell. Mm -hmm. Like just lays him out on the table. Who does that? Who wouldn't see something like that or not even see something like that? Like, where is he hiding 
Well, he, this this Manila and, fault, and, and not only that, it's and, our and not only that, in the middle of the Armageddon, uh, you have somebody new that you're bringing into the fold. Are you not going to watch that guy like a hawk exactly, every like second ev- of the day? And until- then, and then that, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, who's John Malkovich is locked. In the in the garage, right? And he's like, "Let me out with a glass Don't door. Don't do. Don't let. Exactly. First of all, glass door. Break the break the fucking door. You know that guy's a fucking crazy person. Right. But he's like, "Don't trust him. He's crazy. Let me out of here." And he's like, "I'm not letting you out." Oh, this dude. that that guy that black guy trusted everybody. Everybody. He's like, I, "I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna let him in." You know what? I'm gonna trust him. You know what? I think we should trust him. I think I we would should. have the like, most amazing system set up. He'd be like, "Dude." New person comes in, he gets zip tied to the chair. I sit there with a shotgun. There's a fucking code on each door. There's no <laughs> fucking shit. Like, First of all, where are you getting these codes? You going to Radio dude, Shack? I'm what are you talking about? Shit. I'm doing all kinds special of special knock. You're like, I'd have fucking trip wires. No, that's everywhere. the knock for the kitchen, dog. This is the pantry. You know the pantry's got a different knock. I'm not letting you in I here. I would, dude. I'd have trip wires everywhere. Fucking can't come in unless you fucking step over. Also, you're going to paint out. don't know how to step over. All or you're painting over the, the windows of your, or your fucking car, and you're going to use... You're gonna use the uh, <laughs> use the GPS to get you there. You already know you can't look at the thing through like a fucking uh, through a camera because it still it still gets you. You're like everybody gets three glasses, right? Also, who doesn't? Who's gonna let that guy alone? The guy uh, BD Wong, who's in the in the the room. The guy who owns the house. He's like, I got all these cameras. I'm gonna see what's going on. Why aren't you watching him? Like, why not? Like, oh, you're gonna. We're just gonna let leave this to its own devices. Good luck, buddy. We're going in the other room. Uh, let us know if you see yeah, anything. I know. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Watch him. And if he starts like freaking the fuck out, turn the shit off. God, Bird Box made me so mad. I dude, mean, it was intense while watching it. In the a moment, things too. Like, no, it was intense while watching it. And the moment it ended, I was like, Yeah, the moment it ended, it was like, Wow. Okay. All right. Well. That's fucking weird. All right. I don't know if I can make it down the river like blindfolded and those birds would no. never fucking stay alive. No. How Bird, about birds don't have like a big heart. They're not trying to fight for their life. Dude. They're like little rabbits. <laughs> they die immediately. Die. It's fucking sad. I had chickens. They fucking died. That and, one, and one he didn't died. even fucking one introduce them, them to an eldritch horror or nothing. Yeah. They just fucking died. Exactly, dude. It's fucked up. Anyways, I think that's about it. Right? That's it. Oh. That's the time. Boys, couple, a couple of new podcasts I've been listening to. Uh, Criminal was pretty good. Mm. They're like short, like short podcasts, and they're not. It's not all crime stuff. It's all just like interesting little stories. One of them was about the guy, this guy who is the most notorious streaker in the world. We're like, going streaking, <laughs> dude. He streaked at uh, Super Bowl, Wimbledon, PGA Tour, like all the largest fucking sporting events in the world. Just likes his jammy flapping in the No, leg. like what? His so he's jammy. a British guy, and he was at a bar one night, and his buddy was like, "I fucking bet you a hundred dollars you won't streak tomorrow." At, Get my mother a can of Periwinkle Blue. I'll do it. Yeah, this fucking rugby event, and that's how he started, and he loved it. Hmm. You know when Janet Jackson showed her fucking mm-hmm, titty, mm-hmm. he streaked at that Super Bowl. Hmm. Anyway, Sounds like a cool dude. He is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so is it like, uh, what is it? Is it? Uh, He's just like I, I just fucking like it. I just I got out there and I fucking understood. <laughs> like everybody's just giving me all this fucking press, and I was like, hey, it's my fucking junk. It's not very fucking cool, but it's it's normal size, and I fucking like it. He did he did like a little jig in the middle of a field. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. He goes to like a, a a proper fucking tailor and has like Velcro clothes made. Hmm. Check it out, criminal. 
Welcome back, boys. Yeah, to 2019. Next time we'll get we'll get some drinks going. I'm still just working on this. Uh, still, I'm still working off this liquor I drink in Chicago. I'm leaving on Monday, so after that trip, I'll come back and we'll do another one. Nice, right. nice. So, so it's just you and me next week, huh? We need to get a guest next week. I got a guest. What the fuck's Breezy doing? We can get Breezy on. Breezy, get your fucking ass back here. All right, everybody. Dane, give us a sign. Oh, uh, oh. This, this is really bad rap music. Oh, it's fine. The show's over. The show's over. Nobody's listening anyway. Uh, remember, everybody, spay new to your pets. I fuck a bitch in the dark. My diamond shining in the dark. We did that smoke like a fart. I'm gonna go just like a cart. You police, so call you Paul. Uh, blart. Try, but you never can fuck my dot. Or merely rock on my box. Okay, post Malone with that pistol. I see you as there. Post Malone. Post Malone. I know that you hard as tissue. See you giggle like sing, 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 sing. Your bitch teasing me like no. He sets on my pickle. You know how that I tell no widow. Put around right like a riddle. Okay, like how was you feeling, bro? Step in.